Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a sec. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise today. I I know I say this every episode, but I am super, super extra excited for today's episode. I got FKB here, and like I am extra excited because these are one of the few bands I've actually met in person. I saw them one time at a free concert in Stony Plain, and I would like to say even though the concert maybe only had like 20 people, these guys played as if... There was 2,000 there. It was freaking awesome. Went up to them after the show, got an interview for the newspaper that I was working with at the time, and we've stayed in touch ever since. And side note, also, cutest band ever. They send out Christmas cards every year, and that fills me with so much joy when I get it in the mail. I still have it on my fridge. I love it. But before we get the show started, I always like to let you guys just introduce yourself, tell me a little bit about yourselves, about your band, kind of the little shtick. Uh, well, yeah, thank you so much for having us on the show. Uh, my name is Drew Schalke uh, with FKB, and uh, we're an alternative indie rock band. Uh, we've been performing since 2009. I've uh, just been doing as many shows as we can all over the place, and uh, we just really love to give people a live experience and try and make music that will get everyone dancing and make us all feel good. Yeah, and I'm Travis. I play guitar in FKB. Uh, Drew pretty much described the band pretty good, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you guys honestly do make such fun, danceable music. Honestly, the best way to describe it, it's it's so much fun. And so I noticed this. When I was going through your discography, putting together the stuff for the shows, I don't know why I didn't notice this before. But you guys don't have a full-length album out yet. We only have that one EP from 2014. So you guys are all show band. <laughs> hey, after that one EP, we've just been uh, sticking to singles after that. And it just, yeah, it just hasn't come to the point to make a full album. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, the, the singles themselves are great. They stand alone super well. You almost don't need a whole album. Let's talk about your latest single first, Beautiful Fantasy. Because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that one like blew up. I feel like I saw it everywhere. I know it played a lot on radio stations here in Edmonton, like on Sonic, I think, and stuff like that. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about that one? That one, that one was actually, it was a, it was a pre-pandemic song that we'd, we'd waited to release. We wanted to make sure we could deliver it live when we put it out. So um, that one came... It was the first between that one and Glow that we uh, released prior to it. We written that one first with Dan Davidson and Clayton Bellamy. And that was kind of the the beginning of our sound becoming a bit more pop because before that it was, we were a little bit more sitting in the rock world. And then I think with that, we started experimenting more with electronic sounds and actually assembling the songs um, piece by piece instead of, um, learning them live first, we we started experimenting with using like programming and using more synthesizers and and a lot of that those kind of sounds. Yeah, those are probably the first two songs that we learnt after they were recorded, rather than playing them all together first before they got recorded. Hey, that's actually really cool. And I know you said you wrote some songs with. Dan Davidson how did that go what was writing with him like as well uh, writing with Dan is, is tons of fun that that came about I had met him through Clayton Bellamy because we'd been working with Clayton Bellamy 
like pretty much the entire time we've been a band, been working with him because we come from the same hometown. We went to the same high school, like 20 years apart. Um, so we've known him for a long time. And uh, Clayton, he couldn't, there was a writing camp in Edmonton that he couldn't make. So he'd sent my name in uh, to take his spot. And then I met Dan through there. And that's how we all kind of started working together. And Dan's really fun because he's, he's been in a hard rock band, a country singer. He's written and produced like K-pop music. He's into every kind of music possible. So his, he's always showing you things that you've never heard of. And, but it's so fun. Like he's always kind of introducing us to new things and having all these crazy ideas of where things could go and how to bring other elements in. Awesome. And so I know you mentioned you wrote Glow with Dan Davidson, right? Yes. Cool. Well, we'll listen to that with Beautiful Fantasy as well, because might as well. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about that song before we play it? Glow Glow is another. So Beautiful Fantasy had come first, and then Glow was, I think it was about a month after that. We were starting to bounce around a few ideas, and um, it was before this one writing session that Dan, Clayton, and I had had booked. And I'd sent, I started just kind of getting these little loops and track ideas together and little song starters to go. And then uh, a lot of glow came out of that where uh, the original like drum beat and a lot of the synth programming was all recorded at that point. And then we started working on it and we brought it in and finished the song and built out more of the melodic and structural elements of it. And that one, it, it was really cool because every time we would meet, it would just escalate to a whole different level. And it every time we thought it was done probably after the first session or two with it. And then we just kept booking more sessions to just take one more pass at it. And then, I mean, one example of one of those times was the saxophone solo getting added to it. And that was, that was just something we're like, this is kind of crazy. This probably won't work. We'll, we'll probably have to replace this with something else, but this is kind of a funny placeholder. And then it was kind of like, wait, let's keep that. That was actually really cool. And so a lot of things like that just kept happening every time we'd meet to work on it. Awesome. Honestly, I'm glad you kept the saxophone solo in. I absolutely love that piece. Let's spin both Beautiful Fantasy and Glow. And then when we come back, I want to talk about, I think my favorite song from you guys, it's your 2018 single, but we'll talk about that when we come back. Floating in ecstasy, I 
Listening to background noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. Sitting down with Drew and Travis from FKB, a really awesome pop rock band from Edmonton. They're just, you guys are so much fun and so great. We just listened to Glow and Beautiful Fantasy, but I want to talk about my favorite song. My bedroom, specifically because when you won the song itself, is just so much fun. But when you guys were playing that live at the show that I was at, there was this little kid. I don't know if you saw him. And just him windmilling his arms to this song was the funniest thing ever. And now whenever the song comes on, my boyfriend looks at me dead in the eyes and starts like windmilling his arms <laughs> like that little kid. It was Awesome. Why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit more about that song, writing it, the inspiration behind it. First of all, before we talk about the song, I just want to say I love hearing these kind of stories of these these moments that we don't even know about, that these little like pieces of folklore of how these songs become like kind of running jokes to people or like ingrained in in like an inside part of your world. So that's really cool. Yeah, I don't think any of us saw that happen at the show. That's that's <laughs> awesome to hear about. <laughs> Honestly, it was an absolute core memory now. (laughs) (laughs) 
but, th- but that song, that song came about, it was actually started towards the end of our first EP and it wasn't finished in time to go on it, but the kind of the idea had been kicking around and we'd been, we couldn't quite get it right. We'd, we'd worked on it a bit here and there. And then we started working on it again in, it would have been 2016. I think we, we brought it back with a bunch of other ideas to start uh, that collection of songs from Bright Lights to Backseat Daydream were all recorded as if they were an EP. We kind of did them together and then just staggered the releases. Um, but that was that was when we, I think we started playing it live first. We'd done it live for several years, probably starting in 2014. So sometime in that time frame. So we've been playing it live and then kicking around ideas. And, and that one was just, just kind of a lot of fun. We'd always liked that idea. And then, yeah, we just, started working on it with Clayton Bellamy. He, he produced that one and it was, it just kind of all seemed easy. It fell into place. It just seemed like a natural, I don't, I don't know. I don't really remember a lot of the stuff how it came together. It that was just one that always felt good when we play it together. Like something felt right about that song. Like I remember one of the first times we played it together at rehearsal and we finished the song and we we're just all standing around smiling because it just, yeah. just felt so awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. I I love that song. Before we spin it, uh, will you tell us a little bit about the band's origin? How did you guys get together? You've been playing for so long. Also, I know I've done a few interviews with you guys before with the past, and I always forget to ask this question, but I remembered this time. What does FKB stand for? So, F, well, I mean, it's part of the origin story a bit. So <clears throat> FKB uh, was the name of a bar in our hometown. So we, we came from Bonneville, Alberta, and there was a bar there called FKB. And it was like this, this little, little tiny dive bar. And we lived in the middle of the country. And it was, it was just the one that was close to our houses. And we were 13, 14 when we started the band. So we mainly just thought it was kind of funny and memorable in that area because everyone knew what it was. So we thought we'd use it as our name and people would remember who we were when we'd come to do shows. And that was <laughs> an early marker of success for us was when people said they were going to FKB and they didn't mean the bar anymore. That was like actually something we were kind of proud of. At the time. That's awesome. 16. Um, but yeah, myself and the drummer, Derek, we had met in middle school. We were just exiting middle school and I was about to go to high school and we'd started playing together. And then Travis and I had actually had bands in middle school, different bands. So we'd played together um, starting in like 2006. and. So we'd all kind of been playing. We were, there wasn't a ton of musicians at our at our school, so we were all always playing with each other and together. And um, so Derek and I had started the first iteration of the band, and we started doing these like '50s, '60s tribute shows. Almost, we started doing all the corporate parties and chili cookoffs, car shows, any anywhere that would hire us in the town. We kind of tried to build our own little market for live music because there wasn't a ton of it around. So we'd play open mics, Opry's, anything we could. And we had really eclectic set lists. We'd do Bob Marley songs when I was in my reggae phase in high school. <laughs> and like everything from Bob Marley to Trooper to... Like my brother used to joke coming to our shows that he just stole one of his mixtapes and took that as our set list because it was just like a summertime fun playlist is what we would do. And, uh, and then we kind of started turning that into our own music and trying to figure out what is the modern version of this sound like, because we can't just go 
we can't just write a 50s dance song and have that be any different than what's already there. So that was when Clayton came into the picture and started teaching us how to write songs and how to develop a sound that is modern but pays homage to what we were listening to and what we were into. Awesome. Well, let's play My Bedroom. And then when we come back, you've mentioned his name a couple times, uh, Clayton Bellamy there. I know you've done a lot of work for him. You do a lot of uh, co-writing work on the side. So let's talk a little bit about that when we come back. But first, here's Bedroom. Highly recommend windmilling your arms for this song. It just, it feels natural. Listening to background noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at background noise the show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're sitting down with Drew and Travis from fabulous pop rock Edmonton band, FKB. These guys are so much fun. Now, Drew, you've mentioned his name a couple times, Clayton Bellamy. He's done so much work with you guys, but you've also done some co-writing with him as well. Uh, Why don't you tell me a little bit about that, and then uh, we'll spin one of the songs that you wrote with him as well, Sinners. Well, yeah, Clayton was one of the first co-writers that any of us had outside of the band. Like, um, we'd always written together, but Clayton coming into the mix was kind of our first taste of an outsider perspective into our music and and someone who knew Songcraft because he'd lived in Nashville for a very long time and had, had been like a staff songwriter at Daily. He'd written songs for all these different genres. And he taught us a lot of what we know. And and it was kind of cool as as we started to be able to hold our own. Um, we started getting ideas that would work for him too. And, and uh, I've I was lucky to be able to co-write uh, some songs for his new record. And one of them was Sinners that was just released. And that was, that was an idea that could have gone either way. It was either going to be FKB or Clayton Bellamy. And we weren't sure where it was going to sit, but with the way that band, because the band, I don't think they'd put any music out yet. That was kind of right before they put out the first album. And the way the branding and everything worked for his project, it just was very natural that that was where the song went. But it was uh, that was myself, Clayton, and our friend Donnie Anderson and uh, Scott Baggett, who also has uh, mixed a lot of our FKB music. Uh, we had written that one. And that was kind of one. It, it just it came out of these little like vocal loop thing. And um, it just had a very... I think I was watching the show Suits at the time and it, it was like th- these dramatic rock songs on that show. And I remember thinking at the time, like I wanted something that would sound like that. And with what Clayton was talking about for where he wanted this rock project to go, that seemed like it could be something that would be suitable for that. And so that, that was, I think that was 2018. That was right before when we were writing Glow and Beautiful Fantasy, that was around the same time period that song originated from. Interesting. You know, honestly, because, like, I did listen to the song, Sinners. I love it because I do love a good, like, solid rock song. I'm trying to picture it now, though, as an FKB song. <laughs> when Drew showed it the first original demo, it definitely could have been an FKB song. <laughs> the original version had me singing on it. And actually, I'm, I'm singing in the chorus. You can hear my voice a little bit. I do, like, the, ah, in the chorus. You can hear my voice a little bit. And then underneath <laughs> is a background vocal. You guys are awesome. And you, you do quite a bit of background stuff. As well, I was watching the Gord Bamford Drink Along song video. Oh my god, one, what a great music video in general, absolutely hilarious. But you guys played Gord Bamford's backing band, and (laughs) it was so funny to watch. Why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about working with Gord Bamford and doing that project? Yeah, that was a really fun video to make. Uh, The way that kind of came about was when Clayton was putting up some of his new music, he wanted us to be the band in his videos. So working with uh, his music video director, Travis Nesbitt, he just liked us so much as a band that he's like, if I ever need a band for a music video, you guys are going to be the one. (laughs) So then when that Gord Bamford project came to him, he asked us if we wanted to be a part of it. And yeah, why not? We thought it would be a cool experience. And 
Yeah, it was super fun to make and turned out awesome. Travis Nesbitt does great work with everything he does. And yeah, yeah, that video just turned out hilarious and was tons of fun. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really cool experience. And the Travis Nesbitt always just has like really, they're either just like aesthetically striking or hilarious. And and we've been a part usually of both. Yeah, usually a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. They're, even if they're funny, they're still very aesthetically pleasing. Uh, and it's just always fun working with him. He's, I mean, that whole bunch of the, uh, him and Russ Dawson, who does a lot of work on those videos too. Uh, they're just like a great bunch of people to hang out with. That's awesome. And for the listeners who haven't seen the video yet, these guys are wearing these awesome costumes in the back and they change up their sea creatures, unicorns, dinosaurs, aliens. It's hilarious. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it on YouTube. But what was your guys' favorite costume to play in? Huh. I don't know. There were some that were very tough to play in, like those big blow-up ones. <laughs> yeah, those were, especially Derek sitting at the drums. It was hilarious watching him try to play wearing those. <laughs> it Like, at it, it one point, because <clears throat> the ones that were the funniest were the most unpleasant to play in. Like, the octopus one was hilarious, but, like, at one point, I think I was knocking things over with it. Like uh, Travis Nesbitt had to come and like tie some of the arms together because they would just swing. So <laughs> we couldn't see a thing. So we'd spent all this time actually learning the song, trying to make sure that we looked like we were playing it. And I mean, we can't even see our hands. And I think Travis did a guitar solo wearing one of the costumes. <laughs> in it. Yeah. And one of the costumes, the kangaroo one had gloves on it. So like I couldn't even play anything i was just kind of pretending the whole time <laughs> oh that's awesome honestly such a funny video to such a funny song really let's play sinners and the drink along song Song like that, no, no, this is drink along. 
can't remember my name If I really think about a Texas Mickey's to blame the bus Last call, but we found a ride We were blasting rush on that dirt road drive Gonna be a good time You know it's about to go down Don't need gasoline We're all lighting up How long has it been since I've seen The bottom of my soul to background noise like what you hear follow us on instagram at background noise the show for links to episodes playlists and more thank you so much for tuning into background noise today we're sitting down with drew and travis from fkb now drew does a lot of co-writing with a ton of other awesome canadian musicians so we were just listening to the canadian party song from orchard sky there but i want to bring it back to you guys now i want to talk about one of your songs that very much so has that pop, rocky kind of early Canadian or early 2000s Canadian rock vibe. Uh, Bright Lights, the 2020 single. Also love that one. Why don't you tell me a little bit about writing Bright Lights, how it all came together, the kind of inspiration behind that one. Bright Lights was, I think it was, so my bedroom, Bright Lights, Casual Love and Backseat Daydream, those were all completed around the same time. And Bright Lights would have been... I believe the second one written, my bedroom was first, Bright Lights was second on that bunch that we'd written. And that one, it started with like a little, that piano groove that's been there the entire time that started pretty much on the same kind of sound, like a little Wurlitzer or Rhodes virtual passion garage band or Fruity Loops, whatever, whichever one it started in. I think it started in Fruity Loops, that one. But um, we started working on it with Clayton and that one, that one was actually a bit challenging because it always worked as a piano, like a piano pop vocal thing. But once we, once it came time to start getting into guitars and drums and bass, that one actually started to get a little challenging because it, it could have gone a few different ways. At one point, I think there was a version of 
we, we, we made a bunch of demos of it. And I think at one point there was a version of it where it sounded like a seventies rock, like uh thin Lizzy kind of thing with like harmonized guitar solos, which stayed, those ended up staying on the final version, but <laughs> went through a lot of iterations to get it right. Cool. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned casual love as well. That was another one I wanted to talk about because that one just has such like a fun, warm and like summery vibe. I don't know why, but whenever I listen to casual love, it just feels like the end of the summer, you know? Why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about writing that song? And then where did you go about producing the Bright Lights, Casual Love, and My Bedroom, that kind of round of songs there? Uh, those, All those songs were created in Clayton Bellamy's basements. He, he was moving. I think they were all recorded in three separate houses of his. <laughs> um, moving around a bit at that point. Uh, between like Toefield and Bonneville and we recorded most of the work was done he had like a little cabin on the lake although we did most of the work in the winter at that cabin on the lake so we'd like slide down the hill get there and then go set up in his basement and record um casual love was one that uh that one that one started as, as another it was like a mistake of a different song had led to the chords of casual love and it started as like a piano thing in a different key. Um, one thing that we'd always liked about it was that like bass in the chorus, it had this kind of almost like, once again, like an early two thousands pop kind of feel to it. It had like this <clears throat> movement to it and it's kind of this, this party groove to it. And we always liked that. And, and the, the music, came somewhat first and then the the title i think the title it was just something i'd written in my notes on my phone it was a title there was, there was a few different titles that could have worked for it and that was the one that just seemed like it had the most interesting story that we could put with it and um that was another we just kind of worked on it developed it live and then tried to recreate that and uh, so we recorded the bulk of it in clayton's basement and then scott baggett did he did the mixing here in Nashville, and then, then I believe he layered some synths, and then I think half the bass was played by myself, and half the bass was played by him, and and then I think there there was a whole bunch of it, it was kind of no rules on that. We recorded a bunch of stuff, he recorded a bunch of stuff, and whichever worked stayed on the track. That was about the same for all four of those songs. Uh, Bright Lights, Casual Love, My Bedroom, and Backseat Daydream. Yeah, there are there are some parts that are half played by one person and half played by another because <laughs> that it worked was what stayed. Awesome. Well, let's spin those couple songs. And then when we come back, unfortunately, got to wind down the show a little bit. But I did save one song for last from your kind of 2014 EP. I saved this one for the last because I really like it. It's essentially an FKB propaganda song. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we got to save that one for last. But first, uh, let's do Casual Love and then Bright Lights. <laughs> Feeling. Well, I think that I know, but I 
many good choices, but I don't need to know. All I need is your endorsement. Cause you light me up with your cocaine smile and your crystal style. I never get enough of you pick me up with your magic touch. And you don't know what you did, you don't know what you did now. Sets me free When your bright lights shine on me I get blinded by the breeze You kill your dog yours I follow you across the desert Don't wanna show the world Cause you light me up With your cocaine smile and your crystal style I never get enough Of you pick me up with your magic touch You don't know what you did You don't know what you did now, baby And I don't know what it is I don't know what it is now, baby When your bright lights shine on me It's like magic sets me free When your bright lights shine on me I get blinded by the Shine on me
Listening to background noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. What a fun and fantastic episode. We were sitting down with Drew and Travis from FKB, that awesome pop rock band from Edmonton. They're they're just doing such great things, so make sure. You follow them on Instagram, Spotify, Bandcamp, all that stuff. It's 123FKB, which is the last song we're going to play as well. It's off their 2014 EP, and I just love it because it's just, it's such a fun song. So we're going to save it for the end because essentially it's a big propaganda song for FKB. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that one? The 123FKB started because Gmail makes you have a first and last name. When you sign up for an account, and that was our that was our first name was one two three on Gmail. So we had that for years before any song of the sort existed. We never we never used it as a slogan until um, we were emailing Clayton Bellamy, and he was like, "Why don't you make this into a song? Like this is hilarious. This could be like your calling card." And we were like, "No, it's we can't do that. That's that's ridiculous. It'd be a terrible song." And then it, it ended up working and um, we, we wrote this song and then we just wanted like a driving fast rock song. And um, that one, it came together pretty quickly. We, we wrote it, we, we wrote it kind of as a, as a whole band and we wrote it in, I think half the band was on Skype from Edmonton. Half of us were in Bonneville with Clayton and we, we all kind of wrote it together and then it just kind of all fell into place and we started jamming it and it worked and um yeah well, that was that was kind of the origin of that was an email handle that turned it and then we started printing it stickers because it turned out to be a really good slogan and a great title for the whole ep it's kind of funny we've kind of phased out playing that one live recently just because we've got so many more 
new songs now coming out, but uh, we always get the odd person like you that has seen us play it and then just love it after that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I do. And I could just imagine if, you know, you're, you're playing like a rel- or relatively big show and you have a ton of FKP fans in there that know that song and just to have them chanting with you, one, two, three, FKP. Like, I, it's it's so much fun. Please put it back into your sets. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, now that you mention it. Awesome. And you know, one thing I, I really like about your live show and your sets as well is you had that one part in the show where you seamlessly matched a ton of classic songs together. That was so cool in the live show. That was awesome as well thank you all right well unfortunately like i said we do kind of have to go but before we go is there anything we should be keeping an eye out on you for it coming in the future here um just that we have we have so many upcoming shows in 2023 and we hope to see everyone out there and new music is on the way and we can't wait to see everybody soon we'll be uh, back in Alberta in February and then back around in Toronto in June and then festivals all summer long. So yeah, we hope to see everybody out on the road. Yeah, we've got a few exciting shows to announce, but nothing that we can say yet, but uh, there'll be more news coming soon. That's okay. Absolutely. Like I said, make sure you follow them on Instagram at 123FKB. It's our calling card now. (laughs) There, you're going to want to, honestly. Such a fun band. Let's finish it off here, though, with their Carling Card song. One, two, three. FKB.
And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a blast. Join me again next week. I'll have a fresh Canadian band. We're going to make some new noise. It'll be great. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to playlists, episodes, and so much more. See you later.